welcome to my podcast. This is Juliana Lopez, student of Colorado Mesa University. This summer, I'm working at Crocs Incorporated in Boulder, Colorado, where I started my own $10 business. Today's show is sponsored by my business. We sell cold drinks all day long, so stop by if you're in the area. In today's segment, we will explore the mindset of an entrepreneur. We have a guest from Northern Colorado University. This is my brother, John Lopez. What's up, little sis? Hey, John. Would you like to tell everyone what your major is? <clears throat> I'm a business administration major with uh, an emphasis in marketing. Now, my major is radiology technology, which is in the medical field, not quite the entrepreneurship route. I did take an entrepreneurship course, though, and would like to discuss the topics we went over in the course with you and get your take on them since you have experience in this field. Now, the first topic we sort of went over was um, fixed versus growth mindset. Do you know what this is? Uh, so we kind of talked about it the other day, and it seemed like you explained to me just uh, it's like being stagnant, stagnant or always trying to like improve yourself in life. Uh, does that sound kind of close to what it is? Yeah, just so we can kind of explain to our viewers, a fixed mindset is somebody who... Um, somebody who stems from the belief that everyone is set with the same amount of intelligence. If life seems easy, you may believe that you have been set with a high intelligence and that you may stick to things that you're good at. If life seems too hard and you often make mistakes, a fixed mindset will make you believe that you always have low intelligence. People with a growth mindset understand that with life there's struggle. They learn from their mistakes to advance in life. Rather than fixating on them, they believe that that is their destiny. They understand that strategy and hard work, they can rise up and achieve anything, even if they failed at it before. This is the mindset of an entrepreneur. Now, I did take a quiz um, to kind of determine which one I am, and I do have a growth mindset. Do you know which one you may have? Uh, I would definitely say that I have a growth mindset. All right. So with another topic we kind of went over was understanding if someone can evolve, if they can change their mindsets. Do you believe one's mindset can evolve? Um, I think anyone can always change their mindset and always, uh, you know, grow in some way or another. Kind of sounds like cliche, but whatever you put your mind to, if you put the right amount of energy to it, you can kind of do whatever you <laughs> Now, do you think that you've always had one or the other, or do you think that you've evolved? Do I think I've always been one or the other, like what? Like, growth mindset-wise. Do you think you've always had a growth mindset? Do you think you evolved? Um, I think I've always had a growth mindset, just because I've always played sports since the time I was little, since I want to say I was four years old and sports kind of teaches you kind of to be in that mindset of um, always trying to get better and, uh, you know, grow and... Yeah, you always had some, you were able to learn at a young age to take those mistakes and learn from them. Yeah. Okay. Um, I've always felt like I didn't always have a growth mindset. I most like I think at a younger age I did have a fixed mindset 
school didn't always come as easy to me. I just kind of thought I was destined to not be a straight-A student, but um, once I kind of hit high school, I learned that I could take those mistakes and learn from them and apply myself, and with hard work, I could really achieve those goals and get straight A's like many of the other students. Um, moving on, the next topic we kind of spoke about was the connection between curiosity, creativity, tolerance for abnegity, resourcefulness, and determination. Um, these were kind of the key mindsets we learned of entrepreneurs. The first one being curiosity. Each week we turned in an assignment that was called Curiosity Points. We were supposed to do anything outside of our comfort zone, something we didn't usually do, and write about it. Alright, so tell me about some of these curious things that you did, because... I know you're not the most curious person. <laughs> no, I am not. That's part of my personality, and we'll go over that later. Um, week one, I just kind of said that I'm not as physically into, like adept like you are, like with sports and such things and trying new things. So I just kind of wrote about how I mastered my headstand on the paddleboard, even though I was deathly afraid of falling in, and I don't like to try a whole lot of new things like that. So, yeah. Okay. Do you think you usually apply yourself, like, curiosity-wise to try new things and do things out of your comfort zone? Um, I would say I like to always learn more so about new things. Like, I'm always... If something catches my interest, like, I'm always wanting to, like, learn more about it, like, new workout styles or new, you know, so I'm a wrestling coach, so, like, I'm always thinking about new or different ways that we could incorporate techniques and, you know, conditioning or training and practice, and, um... So I would say within my realm, I'm always curious, but I'm not necessarily doing things that I wouldn't ordinarily do, if that kind of makes sense. No, that makes perfect sense to me. I think I try to apply myself also in curiosity. Uh, just it's hard to actually apply yourself. So I kind of enjoyed this class because we had to make sure we did apply ourselves weekly and write about it, which was good reflection. Um, moving on, creativity. First week, we had to make a superhero mask. The mask was supposed to be made of any type of creative item, paper, glue, foil, anything we could find around the house, and we just had to be creative with it. We posted a picture of ourselves in the mask or item and wrote a discussion about it of how our mask depicted us and our superhero. Um, mine, what My mask had big goggles on it to mm -hmm. kind of show that I'm really good at seeing the future, preparing for my future, doing things that may help me in the future. I've already started investing. I like to save money rather than spend it. I like to take college classes early, like in high school, so that I didn't have to take them later. I just feel like I'm always set trying to apply myself to help myself in the future as well. Mm -hmm. Do you know what your superhero might be? Ooh. Mm. 
kind of hard to think of off the top of my head, but... Just anything with creativity. I think my superhero uh, or ability or whatever would probably be just that growth mindset thing you were kind of talking about. Like, I feel like I'm always trying, always, always, always trying to, like, better myself in some way or another. Like, And mm-hmm. I think you see that, too. Like, Yeah, definitely. I can see that you are definitely, like, in this major, in this mindset and you focus on it quite frequently to better yourself yeah like I don't know like if I notice I'm getting a little out of shape like I definitely put like way more effort into like exercises and I start watching what I'm like eating a little bit better or if I notice like you know like if I feel like I'm not up to par where I should be in like a certain class or something I'm I definitely like put more time and energy in that into like than I usually would or no that's great that's perfect growth mindset you don't just accept whatever it is you go ahead and tackle it head on with hard work and that's definitely a growth mindset Um, moving on tolerance for abneguity Um, with this one our project was called rejection therapy we went out and tried to get rejected three to five times just to kind of reflect on it, write a paper about it, learned if it was horrible, horrible, wonderful, and exactly what we learned. Um, I think rejection therapy is really good because most people's number one fear is rejection, not knowing how to apply yourself so much and be so risky when there's that fear of being rejected. Um, how do you feel about that? Uh, you know, like, I think I definitely am in that same... Um group of people who doesn't like to be rejected I mean I don't know anyone that would say that they enjoy being rejected but so I kind of had that job for a little bit this summer where I was just like selling Xfinity internet to people which Mm -hmm. would you like to go ahead and explain to the viewers your um, internship that kind of may have turned bad so basically I was told online that there was like an internship and we were going to be doing lots of hands-on work and learning about marketing and all this stuff and it was kind of just like uh like baiting employees for them and they were just uh it was somewhat like a pyramid scheme where they were just trying to get as many salesmen as possible to go stand in like walmarts and best buys and just do free work for them yeah, we'll tell just sell people like internet packages, but we were just like flagging down walking by customers for eight hours a day. So it wasn't really what I was trying to get out of it, but I would say like the biggest thing that I was able to take from that was being told no, you know, 80 times a day. Oh, definitely. But you kind of learn like, at the end of the day, if you look at the numbers, you're like, well, I got 80 no's, but I made three sales, and each sale was worth, uh, you know, $115, $120. So if you think about it, like, what would you like to make, you know, $350 if you got told no 80 times a day? Then it kind of, like, 
changes that on you. And I think that's definitely what the whole tolerance ambiguity thing is talking about. Oh, definitely. I think that um, internship definitely had to do some rejection therapy, making yourself risk going out there asking multiple customers risky stuff that most people shut down. Mm-hmm. But still applying yourself and still making a few sales. Um, moving on, our next one was resourcefulness. Um, we were to make a $10 business. The first attempt was we had to find a need, fill it by investing only $10 into our business, and run the business for one day. Now, as I pitched in the beginning of my podcast, I made a drink business. So at my work, I noticed that um, during lunchtime, a lot of people just had water bottles, didn't really, had to bring their own drinks. So I went ahead and thought it would be easy to invest $10 in, say, a 12-pack of Pepsi and bring it in and double my money off of that. What would you take on that? Have you ever done a project (coughs) close to this? Um, you know, I want to say that I had to do something where, like, you try to double a dollar every single day or something like that, but I can't tell you off the top of my head. No, that's okay. Um, did you make many sales doing your business? I did. Um, I sold most of my Pepsis. I got a 18-pack, I believe, with $10, mm-hmm. but because I only had one option, I didn't sell all of my merchandise that I could have. All right. If you could go back and, like do it a little bit differently like what would you change and that's exactly what we did in our class we um moving on to the next topic we went to we learned about determination oh we had the business challenge we did it one more time we reevaluated our businesses and ran it for the second day making new adjustments and just as your question was i adjusted my merchandise i went ahead and bought some different product products that I knew would apply to my buyers more so I knew that maybe soda wouldn't be something they'd buy as frequently as maybe zero calorie flavored drinks Mm -hmm. and with the ten dollars I was able to get zero icy drinks for with a variety pack for under ten dollars but I only got um, a 12 pack rather than 18 pack so I think my merchandise then applied to my buyers more, but since I had less merchandise, I didn't make as much money. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was a really good project and had me learn about different business tactics. Nice, nice. So now we're going to apply the five entrepreneurial mindset. <laughs> apply the entrepreneurial mindset to specific problems. Yeah, so... After going through all the F's, we've learned about all these mindsets. You go ahead and develop an idea and into an opportunity. Um, apply the entrepreneurial mindset to specific problems. Use specific tools to develop entrepreneurial projects. And we used all of these in our business challenges, I believe. It was really good. Um, even though it was only ran for two days, I think it taught us a lot about a business. How to find that idea, how to apply it, and how to actually run it Um, now the final mindset and kind of key concept entrepreneurial um, is we kind of learned that 
working with a group to test ideas is a key concept. In class, we learned that um, everyone's personality is different and understanding how to work with people's personalities is... So, hold on. I want to kind of, like, ask you about something. So, like, do you think, though, like, working with a group can, like, help spur ideas, but... uh, do you think working with the group can also kind of like hinder your creativity because like if one person says something then like you kind of get on that track of mind where like sometimes like I feel like if you're left to your own thoughts like wherever you go with your mind and creativity might be somewhere else completely different than like someone else would go yeah definitely I think everybody's personalities are different it's good to voice have a voice for yourself and brainstorm for yourself have your own creativity develop your own stuff but I also think if we've learned people's different personalities and we can learn how to work with them we can also bring group ideas even farther and they can develop even better ideas I just asked you because I think in my consumer research class, we talked about like something called groupthink or something like that, where basically what I said is like people, when they start to talk about stuff like in a group that just they kind of get stuck on one thing because they kind of get stuck on like one person's ideas or like on one train of thought. So I was just curious on your take on that. Yeah, no, I think um, both are resourceful. I think it just depends on the person. Um, Have you ever taken a color code personality test? Yeah, I had to take one recently for, what was that class? that Leadership, the course that I did in Europe. Oh, that's cool. Uh, Do you want to explain to them about your business venture in Europe? Oh, yeah, so I just took a... A business course in Lithuania uh, with one of our professors from UNC and uh, I think it was like business leadership 495 or something like that and uh, it was really cool it was a great experience kind of learned a lot about ourselves and about leadership like you know being only a two-week course like it was hard to dive too deep into um any topics but the book we had was written by my professor so it was pretty like he obviously knew the book knew the content in and out like he did all the research for it and whatnot himself so we just talked a lot we went over like a lot of um successful and unsuccessful or what we would deem like good or bad leaders in general and you know we looked at people like Elon Musk uh, like Steve Jobs I forget the guy but the one that a couple that really stood out to me was um, the original CEO for Uber Uh, just kind of he was like a reckless dude but he was also a genius so like he kind of got Uber to where they were but then just like a lot of his actions and choices kind of started to like hinder the company and yeah he ended up having like walking away from uber just because that would 
was best for Uber at the time. But like you said, so kind of like he he's like a growth mindset person. So even after he left Uber, like he didn't just walk away with his money and, you know, like retire. Like he probably could have, but I think they said now he has like like five more businesses or companies that he's um, opening. So I think like, you know, like that just types of goes to show like it's a type of person who like, you know, strives for something like that. Yeah, definitely. So in our um, color code personality tests, we learn that each person has their strengths, but also their limitations. Mm -hmm. Um, It's kind of interesting how you talked about the Uber guy. Clearly, um, without learning from your limitations, they can also come up at you no matter how successful you are. But Mm -hmm. with that growth mindset, you can overcome them and keep working on them. So the color code personality test we went over analyzes your motive, why people do what they do rather than just their behavior. We learned that Red's core motive is power. Their natural talents are leadership and having a vision. Blue's core motive is intimacy and natural talents are quality and service. White's core motive is peace and their natural talents are clarity and voice of reason. Yellow's core motive is fun and their natural talents are enthusiasm and optimism. Now, I did take the personality test, and I learned that I am a blue. My strengths are being compassionate, sincere, loyal, thoughtful, caring, and intuitive. And my limitations are being worry-prone, overly sensitive, unforgiving, judgmental, and a perfectionist. I can definitely agree with all of those. Oh, I can agree, too, which I would say explains my personality perfectly, explains why I do the things I do, the way I respond to the things I do. And I think even before I took this personality test, I realized I had kind of learned from some of these limitations. Um, You know, going through school, relationships, I think you learn some of these. uh, Obviously, I know I'm overly sensitive and worry-prone. I think that's pretty (laughs) predominant. Yeah, like I I would say that this definitely hits you pretty spot on. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And yeah, like as a blue, I'd say their core motive is um, intimacy um, we're the caretakers of society, which I thought was cool because it also, it also explained kind of my ma- major going into the medical field, which mm-hmm. I thought was pretty cool. Um, so obviously you agree that this is my personality color. Most definitely. <laughs> okay, now before this interview, I went ahead and tried to figure out which color code personality you may be, and it came down to yellow. Mm-hmm. Their strengths include being flexible, carefree, inclusive spontaneous uh-huh um their limitations include being uncommitted disorganized impulsive and afraid to face facts would you say you agree with this yeah for the most part i don't think i'm very i don't think i'm uncommitted and maybe afraid to face facts i don't know i guess um, there's pl- a list of plenty of other limitations. I just kind of mm-hmm. pulled a few. I I don't really think that all people can fit in just these few personality traits, but I think yeah. we can mostly apply to one. We did, like, a lot of these for my leadership course, too. Like, I want to say we did the Myers-Briggs. Have you heard of that one? I believe so. This might have been that one. 
Okay, so we yeah we did like the Myers Briggs. Um, I'm trying to remember. Um, I believe our professor may have spoken about that one, or that might have been the one that we did. But I think we did this one because it analyzes motive rather than just behavior, mm -hmm. which I think the Myers Briggs does. And I think, yeah, mine, or I remember one of the things that said about me that I was was um, I'm like a an arguer like like uh i'm always or like even when like i agree with someone like i love to like basic like i even play like devil's advocate a lot like mm -hmm. just to they say like almost like even to like learn from looking at things from other points of view or like like pushing other people to like see where they're coming from and stuff like that and I guess I didn't realize I was like an arguer until I read that and then I was, it was like one of those things that just hits you in the you face realize, and you're like it's like boom <laughs> like, yeah, yeah like, no after taking this I just was like oh my god every single one of these explains me like strength wise limitation wise mm -hmm. and it's crazy how it explains your behavior and exactly why you do the things you do yeah uh, one thing that was funny like it might have been that test or another one but it was like a small percentage of the population actually like gets that specific one and like it was the same thing as donald trump which kind of made me laugh yeah uh, that's pretty cool um, another project we did, moving on, was a perspective interview. We interviewed an assigned partner asking about their daily lives and what their strategies they used in everyday life. Then we asked if these worked and we asked like how to make them better, what the problems were, and afterwards it led to us developing a time management app, mm -hmm. which I thought was really cool. Being college students, that's probably one of the biggest and hardest things that we have to go through yeah. learning so we kind of developed a time management app have you ever come up with problems or like solutions or products for things like in your classes or any of your courses um, no and I think that kind of goes to like my whole uh, like the yellow being just flexible and kind of slightly disorganized and just like all over the place a little bit but um at the same time like I feel like I I've like learned how to like work and be successful in that kind of unorthodox sort of way yeah that, that's pretty cool um to wrap up the class we did a gratitude <clears throat> journal which was um, every day we looked for three things that we were thankful for. Um, we wrote about them and wrote them down every day. And then each week we did a random act of kindness. I thought this wrapped up the class really well because although we're learning about this mindset and growing and finding problems, problems and how to develop a solution for it and making money in a business, I thought it was really good to ground us and um, look for that daily gratitude, things we were thankful for, things that we had, we already had, and to also remember to um, be kind and make sure to do those random acts of kindness. Mm -hmm. Yeah, any thoughts on that? 
what are some of the random acts of kindness that you did? Um, so as you know, I went to Estes Park mm-hmm. this last weekend, and it's a pretty busy town, and there was, I was around a lot of people in crowded places. We walked around town. We were at the rodeo. Um, I kind of noticed that a lot of people were just... When you're in crowds, a lot of people just lose their politeness. They aren't very outspoken. They don't really say much. They just kind of give dirty looks and shove past the crowd. Mm -hmm. So um, the whole weekend, I just tried to make a point to smile at every stranger I saw, say excuse me if I was in close perimeters, and Mm -hmm. maybe make a point to start up a conversation and do those things as well as like opening doors for people showing like a sharing a smile so they could share a smile also mm-hmm. and remember to be kind around people one thing that i do actually a lot that i don't think you like i don't really like tell people about or anything is like if i'm having like a bad day or if like you know something bad really happened like i got a ticket the other day for speeding and that kind of sucked and it just like put me in like a bad spot mentally in my head so like I just went to the gym and I exercised and then when I was done like like not everyone's religious or anything like that but I know I just kind of sat in my car and I prayed and like instead of like asking for something I just always like like tell talk about like how grateful I am for, like, I go over things like my health, my family, my friends, and their health, like, mm-hmm. the opportunities I have, and, like, I literally say out loud, like, how I'm grateful for all these things, and it kind of, like, puts me in a better um, mental state afterwards, so I definitely, like, think gratitude is, like, something that's huge, and then, like, no, I agree. I think that's great. And I'd say I'd also have to agree with the the praying thing. I know this isn't for everybody, but it is one way that does ground me in the same way. Um, I don't pray just to ask for things, but each time I do pray, I begin with just everything that I'm thankful for, the things that I have. I think it really grounds you, and I think it is one thing that mom really did ingrain in us when we were little. Because mm-hmm. whenever we learned how to do prayers it was something that you shared your thanks and your gratitude with it wasn't what you just asked for Mm -hmm. you didn't just ask for things which was really good well Um, uh, i think we better get you to your uh appointment all right everyone that is all the time we have today with our um, guest john lopez um tune in next week And we'll see you then.